Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and I'm here with... Jeremy. <laughs> and Will. Why'd you say that so quiet? <laughs> I, I mean, I just said my name. Listen. Oh, hey, Jeremy. He's in... Uh, today's Valentine's Day, and he's in a romantic mood today. I oh, am. You. I am very looking forward he's to... He's been it. listening to... Uh, I walked, home, I walked in earlier, story. and he was, he was walking around whispering on the phone, like, sweet nothing. I love you more. I love you more. Yeah, the funny thing is he's doing that with Michael Meadows. Yeah, Yeah, him and Michael Meadows are having a private conversation. They they love each other a lot. We do. We do. We're going fishing next week. You're going fishing? Oh, wow. He's coming down. Wow. I mean. That hurts. He's. Are you coming to the New Heights fishing? I'm going to be fishing with fishing thing. <laughs> oh, you're Sorry, going... he's going to be gone. He's going to be fishing. All the right. people no. who like fishing aren't fishing. We're just going out to eat and talk about fishing. Yeah, you're actually going fishing. Yeah, you guys are going to be telling fishing oh stories. Gosh. Yeah. No, I'll be uh, I'll be at a basketball game uh, with 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 Maddox. So hmm. tell me how it goes. Tell me all the fishing stories. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Happy well, Valentine's Day, by the way. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, you guys have any big plans today? Uh, I already did. Significant I already others. did it at the Burger time King. of this recording. Yeah, I took my wife to Burger King. Okay, we're gonna me and Julie. Julie is her name. Miss, <laughs> you forgot for a second. I to, to, look, I'm a bit older. Okay, I get. I forget these things. So her and I. I was gonna make sure I didn't call her her pet name. Oh, okay. that's, be, that's not appropriate. We don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So her and I are going to uh, gonna go look at furniture. Mm. And we're gonna do. That's what we used to do. So you know how you go to Burger King with your bride. Yeah. You so try Julie it out? and I, we go, we <laughs> we go get some diet cokes <laughs> and we and we go look at furniture. Where do you get your diet cokes from? We take. Well, they used to give out diet cokes, but at the furniture place. At the furniture place. Oh, There's yeah. two places they did it. What kind of but furniture place? Big Sandy's and there was one in South Charleston. They would give you one. The place in South Charleston had a little like uh, glass. It's like bottles. what casinos do. Yeah, they had <laughs> glass bottles. And we give went so much. They as long stopped. As you're here. I think they stopped doing it because of us. Because we did it all the time. And so we're gonna go there and uh, you know, little kissy kissy smoochy smoochy while looking at some uh, you know a uh, couch. Nice. Wow. Very excited. That sounds yeah. very romantic. It's great. <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm truly I'm, really I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you all can have this time. We're gonna together. keep the kids in the car. Crack the windows a little bit. <laughs> it's winter. You don't go over there and play on the bunk bits, children. <laughs> Well, I mean, your mama look at couches. That's how I say. I say it creepy like that. Okay. Well, yeah. so um, <laughs> last week's podcast, Jeremy. Yeah. One of my favorites. Thank you. For, Mine too. for two it reasons. Was, it was great. You never listened. Yeah, for, it, it, it was. Stop. It was awesome. You don't. We know I, you yeah, don't. Yeah, I did. It was, for two reasons. Yeah. One, when your kids shared. Claire and part. Maddox were awesome. Weren't they? I thought they did great. Maddox, like, I just love the questions he asks. Like, he mm. just so, he's so comfortable Always. with you yeah. that he just asks. And Claire's just like, she's truly older than, <laughs> she's an old soul. Um, but discipleship is one of my favorite topics to mm. talk about. Yeah. And, um, man, if you did not listen to it because you saw that it was just Jeremy recording the podcast, <laughs> please go back. It was truly, I like, actually am going to have to listen. I, like, no, so I intend to make have, a post about it. Um, yeah, so many just, people have complimented Just on episode. the topic of, so, like, it, I loved having Claire Maddox on there. That, that was just so much fun, and I was listening and just laughing and smiling and stuff. But um, just listening to you talk about discipleship, which is something that's always been near and dear to my heart, was awesome. And I will have to agree with Baker. Um, you know, besides my own husband, um, I love how you are as a dad and a parent, oh, and thanks. it encourages me. And um, honestly, as somebody who didn't have a dad, um, the or you know i have a dad but um definitely not a believer yeah. and um you know 
could have done a lot better and things. It's very encouraging to me. And it helps me to be able to even grasp the understanding that um, of how much God could truly love us whenever I see men like you just leading their kids and their families. So thank you. That's nice. That's very, that's very kind. You didn't take beggars compliment as well. Like you try to like shake it off. Like you well, normally I don't do, do compliments. Well with compliments but number one. No, I, I, really no, I loved it. It was a great, great podcast. Um, yeah. And you know, well, you're a phenomenal dad too. I, I honestly, no, I, I was, and I'm, I was going to say, I don't feel slighted at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Listen, I, I feel like Jeremy's all of our dad. <laughs> he certainly is old enough to be. Yeah. Um, no, I, you know, I think something that um, people truly take for granted. Um, one, um, you know, I know that I do this. I take you guys for granted as my pastors. Um, and, um, and just, it's amazing, the leaders that you guys are. Um, and I loved what you said, Jeremy. You was, t- you was talking about, you know, we're first called to um, our families. Yeah. You all And you all truly uh, put that into practice. I know the best that you can. I'm sure that there are times you fall short. Oh, yeah. But um, you guys are first and foremost dads. And that is something that a lot of people did not see in their pastors. Um, and their families were put on the back burners and neglected and um, caused a lot of hardship. So, but, you know, Brian Townsend. Them. Um, you, Who now? Brian Townsend. You know Brian. Yeah. Um, so Brian posted, He's on the list, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Not yet. So he no, posted something it. one time that said, if, you're, if your kids don't like their pastors, that should be a warning sign. And yeah. I love that post. I thought yeah. it was really, really good. No. So um, phenomenal episode. You guys have knocked it out of the park the last two weeks preaching. Um, I've uh, missed the last two weeks of church, but I have went back and listened to the sermons, and it's been really good. I really thought... Um, you did really well, Jeremy, t- uh, tackling the topic of um, submission, being submissive. Yeah, submissive. S- submissive. He said he said you were a weaker vessel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did say that. Yeah, I quoted quoted Peter. I yeah. am physically. Yeah. He was arm wrestling women after but church me, to prove the Bible but right. But let me tell you, I put up a heck of a fight. He lost okay? a couple though. That was the funny thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah he lost a couple question. of them. Let me tell you, Jason Cook's lucky I've got COVID lung, <laughs> or he'd be destroyed weekly, daily. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to jump into our topic today since I've... Oh, I haven't wasted 10 minutes yet, like, um, oh, like uh, Will said. Yeah, Will. Oh, no, Will. No, 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 it, it was wasn't Will. Will. It was you. Yeah, you don't put it on me. <laughs> it was you, Scuzzbucket, who said that I waste the first 10 minutes. So, all right. um, no, yeah, you you're all a done. great dad, but you're a really crappy co-host. <laughs> <laughs> you're mean to us. Threw me under the bus. Um, no, seriously, we appreciate, I appreciate you guys. I don't care if anybody else does or not, but, um, I appreciate guys as as pastors, as husbands (laughs) and dads. Uh, we also have a few new listeners. People have messaged me like, I'm another listener. You are. Yeah. And so we're going to hit double digits soon. We, I think we really are. We have one in Dubai. I heard about that. We have a listener in Dubai. (laughs) Yeah, we really do. Uh, We really do. That's not a joke. Hi, Dubai listener. Shouts out. Yeah. Okay. Today we're going to talk. I'll show you the. I don't believe anything you all say hardly, unless you open your Bibles and read it, and then I have to read it too because I don't (laughs) believe you all. Um, (laughs) that's not true. I'm just. Which is a good setup for today's topic. Oh yeah, because you only believe us if we're rooted in the Bible. Right. So today's topic, we're going to talk about false teaching and false teachers. Um. So if you are a listener, um. You probably know why we are making this a topic, because uh, recently there has been some controversy going on um, in our little county 
or big county, um, county. and our little we've had a we've had a bunch of people ask questions about this recently too really good how do we uh, um you submit it through the app anonymously so we don't know who they are but a lot of people I, i'm presuming that are in our church that are saying how do you point out false teaching yeah no so tactfully. that's um you know um in recently in cabell county there's uh been a group of people um, who like to travel and hold what they call revivals. Um, and they've recently gone into the school system. And there's controversy because they were, it's supposedly there were a couple of teachers that made it mandatory for classes mm-hmm. to go. And that's and that's the controversy that it's around. Truly what the controversy should be is why false teachers are allowed to go into our schools. Yeah. And um, well, uh, so there, that's there's probably a, few a different issues topic. Here, right? So, yes. So I, I think if we're going to allow a freedom of assembly for students if we want to tackle that issue first then i don't think we should take issue with whatever religion it is whatever doctrine it is honestly um so so yeah i'm gonna i'm as a as a christian dad i'm gonna monitor what my kids are attending even while they're at school and so you know if there's if there's false teaching happening in the school whether that's under the guise of of jesus and the gospel and christianity or islam or some other religion um, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say they don't have the right to assemble, but I, but I would guard my own children from yeah. um, misunderstanding or, or being fooled by false teaching. And so, um, so I don't, I don't think there has to be like a okay, some kind of theological board on a secular school level and say we're going to let the the theologically sound people come in, and then the people we don't like theologically or we're not in their theological camp, we're, we're going to disallow them. It's it's you got to let everybody in or nobody in. It's one or the other. And the problem with not letting anybody in is then you're making the claim that whatever you're teaching doesn't have some sort of, you know, um, it's, it's not a worldview into itself, that it's completely neutral, which is silly, right? Yeah. You, you almost have to let everybody in because if I'm teaching um, history, uh, there is – you can't – you have to teach history – uh, you, there's certain presuppositions that you have about everything that you teach, about reality that you're talking about. So either you're, either you're coming with it from a worldview that is, that is religious in some sphere or some sort of secular uh, worldview. You, you really, there isn't any neutral ground. Everyone's pushing some sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, they're, they're, they're pushing some sort of worldview. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think you can even come and say, okay, no one's allowed because now the only thing that's allowed is what is like secular humanism, right? Which is which is just another brand, right? So, um, so I think one thing, so like you know, I, I think there's probably a couple different sides, you know, that parents and adults in the community can like look at this from. So my thing is, um, it's really bothered me to see people who are believers who belong to a who belong yes. to a body, mm-hmm. um, local body of the church, who are in support of this. So that's what bothers me more so, than anything. Right? So let's let's yeah. talk about like how do you know? Because churches have um, evangelists come in all the time sure. and and hold a revival. Um, yeah, I think I think most people. Who, <laughs> I, I know I you know I got issues. with I that. I know you have issues with that, okay. and you know why? Yeah. I almost agree with you. Almost. Almost. Um, but let's talk about I think that. I agree with what you. what makes Will was there evangelist one time in a revival I attended? Oh, I went. I was on the circuit, man. Then, That's, I, that then I left me. that church and came to Will's church. So. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. That happened years later. A joke. Um, let's talk about what the how, how can you know. 
the difference between false teaching and the gospel? So there's, let me, let me set it out this way. There are different levels of, um, falseness. (laughs) So there's what I would call heresy. Um, Mm -hmm. so a heretic is someone who is proclaiming or preaching another gospel. This is something antithetical to the true gospel. Um, the true gospel of Jesus is God incarnate, um, fully man, fully God lived perfect life, died on the cross, rose from the dead. Um, so a heretic would be someone who would, who would either deny that gospel or proclaim a different gospel. So this would be people, for example, that would say that, that Jesus is not eternally God, something like that. That's a heresy. Um, so I think false teaching, um, I, I think I'm a little, that's a little broader category for me. Um, cause I think there's very dangerous implications of certain theologies that they might get the gospel right, but the ramifications of, of what they preach or the theology they have could lead to a misapplication of the gospel, um, misapplication of the right gospel. And so, um, it might lead to a significant or severe misunderstanding of how to live as a Christian. Um, so that, so a lot of those people I would, I would put in a false teacher category because the applications of their preaching is, um, is against the Bible. Um, so in th- this camp would be, would be practice that's, that's, uh, contrary to the Bible's morality, for example. Um, so this would be, you know, a, a really broad example would be like someone who, who says that Jesus is the only way to salvation, believes in his deity, cross resurrection, but then says that you can live in a homosexual lifestyle. Um, so I would call that a false teacher, false teaching. Um, and then, and then there's a, uh, you know, even further down that that scale, um, I think I think some some teachers or preachers would fall into a category of just unwise uh, preaching. Um, so this would be someone who who maybe doctrinally is shallow, um, or they get the gospel right. There's not even necessarily immoral or um, incorrect application, but it's just um, it's just it just lacks the depth that's needed. It lacks the thought, preparation, things like that. And so I, I kind of look at things in those three categories, heresy, false teaching, and then unwise leadership. Um, and then I try to I try to just like, um, you know, I'm a pastor of a local church, so I try to guide the people in our church um, to be able to point those things out on their own. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I, li- I like that. Um, I might slightly set it up a little different. I, I would False teaching is almost could be like a fulcrum, and either it's going to lead to heresy or it's going to lead to, being unwise, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. It's interesting because, like, when you see the false teaching is such a man. There, there's some slippery fellows out there uh, <laughs> because you have many people who would say, yeah, would agree with what you said the gospel is, mm-hmm. right? Or, or who, who the Lord is, and all these things. But what they preach is very different than the God they describe. Mm-hmm. They describe the particular God to to reel people in mm-hmm. because they know that's what people. Know the right answer is it's orthodox, right? right. <laughs> and so they, they they'll throw that out there and say, "Yeah, that that's us. Let me reel you in." I, now, obviously, an easy one to point out is like Mormons, but a non someone who's a little a less liberal might say, um, "Yeah, I believe that Jesus is God. I believe you know, it's by grace uh, through faith, but um, you have to uh, do these things to get saved." Like they'll affirm it's by grace, but mm-hmm. then say, "Well, you must do these things. Yeah, uh, you must get baptized. It's by grace, but you or also that you could lose baptized. your salvation, right?" Um, 
so so people who say you could lose your salvation, I think it's a very serious theological error. Mm-hmm. But they would they would say they agree with us on what the gospel is, right? So, but I would be like, do you? Right? Do you really understand the gospel if you think it can be like pulled from you if yeah. it's all of grace? Yeah. It, so it's funny because people will use terms that we all agree with, but we are. But I think that the the snakes are those who who on purpose use those terms knowing. Um, that they actually, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to use these terms to get you, uh, to get close. I'm going to kind of come through the back door. I'm going to, I'm going to. Yeah. And, and I think like, um, like parents in particular that have supported like the assembly of students and things like that. I think, I think it's just like, Hey, we see someone who's wanting to see people become Christians and I can get behind that. And so that we become supportive of it. But like, I'm, I'm very careful with what my kids go to. Like, I remember at their school, there was like, oh, it wasn't Awana's. I know you're an Awana's expert. You were, you were a cubby growing up. What, good news, what is good it? news Club. Good News Club, yeah. Good news. There's like Good News Club. Yeah. And I've heard like great things about Good News Club, yeah. but I'm like, I don't know who's teaching. I don't, I don't know what's yeah. being taught. Like I don't. And I'd rather teach. Y'all I actually volunteered at, at Benjamin's school last year yeah. and the year before that with the Good News Club to see what they were teaching yeah. and who was. Look, don't diss them. I mean? Don't diss them. I'm not. No, I careful. Uh, so I volunteered and I actually taught in Lincoln County when we were out there. Um, yeah. I taught several times but out it's, there. It's very ecumenical, right? Like they, yeah. they're using like people from different churches and different <laughs> yeah, different like, denominational backgrounds, and yeah. what that means is doctrinal backgrounds, and yeah. so like. Uh, people might have different views on stuff, right? Yeah. So there, there could be someone volunteering with Good News Club that teaches my kids re- regenerational baptism, yeah, and I don't 100%. want them hearing that. And so, like, yeah, I, I was asked to. I told my kids, like, no, you're not going to go to that. <laughs> I was asked to read from a specific version of the Bible, and <laughs> yeah. not to like, you know, not to stray yeah. away from that. And uh, I was asked a few other things too, which. So some um, people would say like my reaction is extreme, but but it's, it's not. It's actually I think mm-hmm. it's. The, one of the most dangerous things is false a false gospel clothed in, in it's it's the wolf in sheepskin yeah right there's a reason why it, I think it's wise because if you train your kids hey the the Bible's right uh, Christ is Lord and then someone goes yes Christ is Lord the Bible's right let me tell you what the, it, it's exactly what the serpent does to, to Adam mm-hmm. Adam and Eve right That's he good. uses the uh, the the Lord's word, and I don't even think to deceive. All, all false teachers know they're false teachers. I think some of them certainly do. Well, I, I think, think I think there's a lot of in our what you call it our little county. Yeah, I think in our little county the deal. Well, I do too, but I think some of them have have been fooled by Satan. I think some of them have been fooled by their own motivations or temptations. Um, I think some of them are just theologically confused. But yeah, I think some of them are evil. When, uh, they're, when you they're when, drawing people toward ungodly things. It, well, and and when you if you're, so I, I taught in a Christian school and it was really interesting because it's a lot of different perspectives in, in that in that particular Christian school. But I remember some teachers having a problem with me. One, I said King James was gay, and that didn't work out well for me. But I didn't say he was gay. I said he was. There was a rumor that he was gay, which yeah, there was historically. Well, and and what's funny is Jeremy didn't even mean that he was homosexual. He just <laughs> was he was just like. <laughs> No, it was just like you know? a slang. He was like, "That's gay." Yeah, <laughs> like no. he didn't want to. Yeah, he, <laughs> he didn't want to read the Bible. <laughs> no, it was there was a rumor. I was explaining historically. There was a rumor spread that he was gay, whether or not that was true or not, or, or people that just didn't like him. You were that kid. Um, what's you that? Just love to just stir that up. No, I you wasn't a kid. I was an adult. Much. I was. Uh, I was. I was an adult. <laughs> oh. You so, were that I, kid, and you are that adult. Yeah, that's true. So, but like, I would I would talk about different perspectives, and or people would ask me questions like, "Do you think uh, you know when you get saved, you get the gift of tongues?" I'd say. 
No, I don't. I don't think so. This is why people think this. This is, but like people would get upset with that, and because it's counter to what they're teaching at home. Now, I was always it was a Christian school, and I knew what that perspective was. So, like, I I, I tried. You know, so I'd say this is what I think. This is where these people are coming from. This is why I disagree. This is why they would disagree with me. But the problem is when you let's say. Uh, Let's pretend that there were revivals going on, right? Um, what what they try what they'll do is they will um, they there's an to me there's an on purpose deception, and when they see positive, well I say positive when they see a response that's an affirmation. Many of them, oh I'm doing the right thing or I'm or I'm getting a response that I want. And I think a lot of especially the cultural system that we have, uh, Christians see someone claiming Jesus standing up quote for jesus even though i don't think they are um and we're so you said earlier like they're so quick to defend who i i think i think if you look closer heretic without even without even thinking about it right like it's like it it becomes a culture war issue rather than okay biblical discernment who am i actually supporting yeah and and so i think i don't know i i it's it's all you have to pay attention to this so the idea of you like being weary of someone claiming christ I don't know if I want my kid to go to that. To me, that's 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 wisdom. I, I better know who's teaching my kids. But you're naturally a skeptic anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I, so <laughs> I, this is a whole different topic, but it's, it's also partly why we homeschool. Uh, I, I am a skeptic, and I am and I'm and I want to know who's teaching my kids. And, so, and what they're teaching, yeah. And what, the, and what they're learning. And so that's that's partly what's behind that. Okay, let's bring it back in. Um, so as, as the local church... What does the Bible tell us that we need to be doing about false teaching? Well, we got to guard against it. So there's there's some pretty strong warnings in the Bible um, to get you know to get into this the two pastors specifically. Um, there's a there's an example in Jude. I'll pull it up here. In Jude, as as he's writing here, um, he brings up this guy and calls him out by name. Which is interesting. Um, Which you've asked us not to do today. Yeah, so I think I think the well, I think the the question <laughs> is when do you do that and when do you not, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a perfect question. Um, and and I, know, I don't know that I have a good answer for when. Um, I'm sorry, not Jude, John. Um, it's in Third John. Um, so John writes, "I've written something to the church, but Diotrephes, that's the guy, that jerk." Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I'll bring up what he's doing, talking wicked nonsense against us. And not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers and also stops those who want to and puts them out of the church. So this guy is um, evidently some kind of leader or pastor. um, And so he's calling him out for not recognizing authority and then also putting people out of the church in in an ungodly way. Um, says that he's talking some wicked nonsense. Um, and, and so there's there's some interesting things of that. Paul calls out some people as well. Um, Peter warns against false teaching in Second Peter uh, chapter 2. He says, False prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And he says, Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of the truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. 
exploiting. That's I, exploiting I, and greed, yeah. and and I think the platforming of ministry um, plays into that. And again, I think sometimes very intentional, and I think sometimes uh, people are just blinded by works of darkness. Um, but I, I think the call to back to the original question, the call to pastors when we see passages like that is is our call is to shepherd the flock among us and guard our church. Um, our church is from false teaching. And, and we'd be naive, right, to think that, that the only pastors that the people of New Heights hear from are, are us. Um, I, know, yeah. I know there's lots of stuff, especially with social media and the Internet. There, it's easy access to other teaching. Yeah. And so there, it's twofold. Number one, we need to not be ashamed to warn against certain false teachers. And number two, we need to teach our people to have discernment, um, which means we need to teach them right theology and how to recognize bad theology. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's big, right? Equipping saints for ministry. What what that means is not only to not only to be able to do ministry, but to defend the ministry that you're doing. Which you talked about yesterday, right. um, to be able to defend the gospel. And yeah, uh, now you you train someone up in that, and, and obviously there's watering that, that we do, but the Holy Spirit gives growth in that area, in the area of discernment. So I think praying that people have discernment. But um, again, I. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I, I am curious about the naming names thing, right? I can't remember the names of any of these people. You want me to tell you their names? <laughs> I so I honestly don't have a qualm with it. I, I I know. I mean, I'm curious. When, yeah, I do like. By the way, he names the name. He goes, "I'll talk to you about it when I get there." Yeah, I think he doesn't. So think, he doesn't um, let everything out. So what I think is is I tend. This is in my personal ministry. Here's how I tend to operate: is I'm I'm very willing and and almost quick to name names of people I have severe hesitancies about. Okay, this preacher, I've heard about him. I've listened to some sermon clips, that kind of thing. Um, I, I'm not sure that he's a sound Bible teacher. I'm quick to do that. But the reason I'm not like putting them on blast necessarily uh, very broadly and publicly Facebook, yeah. is yeah, like making a <laughs> post on Facebook is because, number one, I don't want to bring an unnecessary theological mm-hmm. fight to my front door because right. I want to I shepherd the flock that's among me, not start a social media war. Right, and then yeah. secondly... Um, because I don't listen to every sermon and I don't hear everything they're doing, right. and so I'm, I'm trying to give some benefit of the doubt. But um, but when I hear false teaching, I have no shame in saying, yeah, I, I wouldn't follow that ministry. Yes. Yeah, so um, so my admonition, just to finish that thought, yeah. my admonition would be, if you are attending services, hearing podcasts, listening to sermons whatever, so forth and so on, outside of your local church, whether that's New Heights or anywhere, um, your local church, um, just if you have any doubts at all, um, just run that by your pastors. That's what your pastors are supposed to do for you. Yeah, assuming you go to a good church. Hopefully hopefully you do. <laughs> that, that yeah, and, and all the Finish. time people have asked me their, my thoughts on someone, and I'll be like, I don't even know who that is. Let me listen to some yeah. of it. Finish your thought. Do, do you remember your thought, what you were going to say before he finished his thought? No, sorry. Okay, I do that no, it's okay. I was going to jump in, but I didn't want to interrupt yeah. you. So I, you know, I think what you just said, talk to your pastor about, and that—that's the really scary thing. Like you have these people who are going town to town, county to county, um, and they're staying a week or two in these churches that'll have them, that'll pay them. Mm-hmm. And um, I do and, talk about that actually. And they, so Jeremy, you talk. Your podcast last week was about discipleship. One thing that is so scary to me is that they're going all these different towns and they're um, they're baptizing all these people. Um, you know, they're 
you know, everybody loves, I mean, who doesn't, anybody would be crazy to say they wouldn't want 200 new believers at their church from a revival. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's, you'd be crazy not to want that. But here's the thing. They're not making disciples out of these people. They're not saying, they're not, they're not getting them rooted into Mm -hmm. the, to a local body of church, you know, local body of believers. Yeah, they don't, they don't care about that. And so they don't, they don't care about that. And that's the scary thing because then you have all these people who think they've gotten saved at this revival and then they're going back from whatever they come from and they think they're a believer and they're just living. There's no discipleship, no discipline. You know what I mean? Like, and and at at best you have people who at at best, what you've created maybe is is a shallow Christian who's, who's, you know, not connect to a local church at Who's worst. Got a salvation experience they can look to. Right at worst, what you have is uh, many people misrepresenting the gospel in Christ because they don't. They actually they don't know what they're. They, they, all they know is they had an emotional experience, yeah, and yeah. they end so, up chasing that. So you mentioned baptism, and and that's that's part of the reason it was it was so fitting to get a lot of questions about false teaching. In this type I mean, you of preached thing about because, this time yesterday, didn't right. you? you? Yeah, yesterday kind of on the topic of in First Peter three, he talks about baptism and mm-hmm. what it is, and uh, so Peter defines baptism. He roots it in the local church, and um, the reality is that baptism is a very serious covenantal ceremony in the New Testament, and it's not something to be taken lightly or flippantly. And and as pastors, we deal with this all the time. We we get people that want to be baptized but don't want to be a part of the church. Yeah. Like, and it's I think I feel like it's increasing, which is strange to me. But people are like, "Yeah, I want to come and get baptized." And, and we've had like people who we've never met before that'll like email us or something and be like, "Hey, can we get baptized?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Are you going to serve Jesus? Like, that's what that's what you're professing in baptism." And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm like, "Why don't you find a church to serve in rather than just wanting to get baptized somewhere?" And so what? One of the uh, oh man, I to remember what it. Never mind. I'll, I'll come back to it. I had a brain fart. You were going to say something about greed and exploiting. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I kind of I, – I, it's fine. We'll just move on. <laughs> It'll come. The full thought will come back to me. Okay. It yeah. was resting there for a little bit. Oh, I know what it was now. There we yeah, go. There it is. So, yeah, he does this you, you made talk about – you said something about uh, an evangelist. And I, I, I know we've ta- I've talked about this before, and I've kind of harped on it before, is why I hate – the traveling evangelist and the reason being is i don't see it i I don't i just don't see it in the bible and quite frankly now that may seem weird i want to explain i want to explain that um i think i think you have elders and pastors that are the shepherd people um i think the traveling you see it heavily in the fundamental church um, where these these famous these pseudo famous people in the subculture uh, they'll come and yeah they'll preach a revival and that's all they do they just preach revivals they're experts in stirring people up emotionally um, yeah. and one we we know this, an individual and he didn't give me permission to speak about this because it was a family member but he said uh, he said his brother who was a who was a, uh, a traveling evangelist uh, made the comment of man I make a ton more money doing this why would I ever want a pastor. Why would I want a pastor? I make so much money doing this. Yeah. And I'm like, th- to me, that sits with me gross. Like, <clears throat> the, yeah. the, it is, there is something about, and when you speak to anybody who lived, who's been abused by this culture of the mm-hmm. traveling evangelist, yeah. it, it is a, um, it is, it's an abusive, it's, they, they manipulate, it's a, dece- it, it is very much about, um, fame, uh, this, again, this weird pseudo sub Christian culture fame. And, and oftentimes about money. Um, and so I say that. Where, now, we do see 
that there is in Scripture, it's in Ephesians, right? You have several. Yeah, I pulled it up. Good. I'm happy you did. Yeah. yeah. Now you have apostles. You have. Uh, so it's in Ephesians 4, 11. says that God gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, mm-hmm. for the building up of the body of Christ. So there there are some offices here. Well, maybe we shouldn't use the word offices. That's what's up for debate, I think. Yeah, that's um, right. But you have these roles or offices or giftings of apostle, prophet, Evangelist. Um, most people would put um, shepherd teacher together as one yeah. gifting. Um, shepherd teacher. Or but pastor. it's interesting they would put those together. Yeah. Um, I, conveniently. Be- yeah. Right. All right. But but so I say conveniently because that's what that's what pastors do, and so they mm-hmm. want to conveniently put those things together. But say, oh, I'm I'm an I'm an apostle. Now now when I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. An evangelist. Yeah. Listen, I I I found somebody who I knew from many years ago. Um, well, actually, I knew their. I, I taught their children, and I saw that. Yeah, this person is a. They do. They. Uh, <laughs> they are an expert <laughs> in prophetic ministries. I don't even know what that means. I'm like, do you, are you? Is that like you're a Christian, oh, like palm reader? Like what? Yeah. What's prophetic Ooh, ministries. Yeah. So, but like, I see that stuff all the time, and but I know this is where they. And this is where they go, and they go. Listen, I'm. A, I have the office of prophet. I have the office of apostle. Um, so I just I, I see I see the the traveling evangelist and and by the way I oddly enough see it in in almost like polar opposite theological tribes and camps like I see it I see it in like a hyper charismatic um, tribe yes, a lot and right. then I see it in a hyper fundamentalist tribe a lot too right which is funny because they would not want to associate with one another they got some similarities there's a lot of similarities there um, but I see this idea of like God told me this God's leading me to do this one and, group will run and speak in tongues the other one will just run, run and hoot and holler <laughs> right yeah um, but but they find some commonality in uh, a fresh revelation or vision or yeah. prophecy um, and 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 that's that's just dangerous, um, I think. And I and I would view myself as like a cautious charismatic, um, meaning that I, I do believe in some miraculous things. Um, and, and we, yeah, cessationism versus continuationism can be another podcast for another time. But um, but I think those those uh, giftings need to be so cautious and so submitted to Scripture. Um, but I think the way it plays out usually is a very charismatic, and I don't mean in Pentecostal terms. I mean charismatic as in winsome speaker gets up and can work a crowd and say, the Lord told me this, and yeah, whatever the Lord good. told him is just the right thing that draws a crowd in yeah, that's and good. convinces people they need to you know, pledge allegiance there. Yeah, no, that's you know, good. That kind of thing. So. An evangelist isn't, again, I don't think an evangelist, and when I say an evangelist, I don't mean that as a traveling Snake oil salesman evangelist. I mean that is like the Christian who's called, who has a passion to share the gospel, whether yeah. that be in the local church or a missionary, someone mm-hmm. who has that, who can articulate it well. Um, their goal isn't simply to to uh, drop a truth bomb for money and leave. Yeah, uh, th- there's more to it than that. And, and truly, because they care about saints. we're all called to evangelize, so right. we're all evangelists. Mm-hmm. We actually did a uh, early on. In the beginning of my reign of the podcast host, mm. um, we actually recorded an episode about that very passage of scripture you just read and the roles. I've um, forgotten that. Maybe, maybe I need church. to go back and listen to that. Um, no, we we specifically went through each kind of each um, uh-huh. 
position, elected position of the church, and um, we talked about how women play a role in all yeah. that and everything too. But so um, I would take the position that these are more evangelism. Rather J- than Jeremy had the same strong feelings. Yeah, yeah. I would take the position that these are more giftings, giftings rather than offices. Yeah, um, I we think talked offices about that. Yeah. Elders and and deacons. Yeah. The, the reason why I have such strong feelings about this is not because because I didn't grow up in the church. I I wasn't an Awana cubby. Yes, but you were. I don't. Why are you acting ashamed? I'm an Awana cubby you now. Be, you should be proud. <laughs> it's just because they see they see the um, five four stalls the other cubby. <laughs> no, I, I am like I am a. Uh, I feel like I've I've talked and dealt with so many people who came out of that no, environment. That's good, Jeremy. It's been so hurtful. Yeah. To, to where people there there are many individuals I know who say, um, I was I was brought into a cult under this under religious words. And mm-hmm. yeah, the charismatic so behavior, and now and now they're like, I don't even know what's true anymore. Yeah, I hear my pastor good. say something, I go, Wait, is that true? Or they am I am I being fooled again? So it's interesting. You think most of these revivalists are very intentionally doing this, like bewitching people to yeah for I, shameful. Game. I do. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's usually for shameful game. I mean, they they may be demonic too. I, I kind of take the opposite. Yeah, I kind of I kind of think that a lot of them think they're doing good for the kingdom. No, I assume the worst. I, th- I think a lot of them really I think, think it's split. I, I think, think I think most I, I think it depends on um so if you're looking at somebody who professes to be an evangelist out in Lincoln County mm-hmm. they're doing it because they think they're doing good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've been elected to go around and preach the gospel to all these people. Yeah. If you're looking at somebody that comes in that's not even from the area who plants himself down in Huntington and yeah. um who's getting paid to stay here well, yeah, that, and that's vacations what I, that's in all Tennessee I've and I've never seen like You know what I mean? Like that's for shameful. Well, I think the evangelist yeah. that goes around and and like, does it make money off of it? That's all I've ever seen. I'm not trying. Those- to, I'm not trying to give them too much credit. What I'm what I am saying is, I think I think if if somehow some of these cats could see the damage it does to the kingdom, yeah. I think it might might shake them a little bit, wake them up a little bit to to see let like, man, some of these people are coming out and and it is a flash in a pan, and there's there's no like you said, Heather, there's no discipleship, there's no follow through, and um. Well, you know, sadly, one day they're going to see. Yeah, the damage is done. I, I, you know, we, we say that it's so interesting because, like, we've met, we've known some individuals that it was brought to their attention, mm-hmm. and they didn't repent at all. They doubled down, yeah. and said, "No, you guys are the heretic." Right. So that's that's why I'm like, eh. I see. I have eh. a hard, I have but a really I, hard time. But with I that. think I've I've known some people, maybe not to the level that we're thinking of as we're talking about. But I think I've known some people who have kind of dipped their toes in the waters of, you know, revivalism and whatnot. Um, and have have kind of seen. Hey, we need to we need to focus more in the local church. Who's that and fellow that can make people's legs longer. What's his name? His dreads. Uh, Todd White. I'm being serious. He goes around and he does yeah. a, an old horrible Todd, trick. Todd White. Todd White. Yeah. You want us to get his number for you? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Todd White. He goes down. He goes to the church. Not Church of Christ. I, come on. Some other one. Christ Temple. Christ, Christ Temple. He goes, he goes Christ there and speaks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like he he does an old carnival trick where he makes people feel like their leg is longer and that's why their back hurts. That's like, like, so like those like, types of things. Like, that's those like, types of things. I'm like they have to know they're. He knows it. Right. He knows. Hundred percent. He knows okay, what he's all doing. Right, let's write it in. So like so, very little sympathy for guys like. Don't that. listen to Todd White. That's why. That's why I don't care to <laughs> mention his name. Right. Yeah. Because I I know he's a swindler. Um, yeah, and is. then and then there's some that I'm just like, man, maybe maybe they think they're really doing a great job. Look at the show notes, and we will uh, list have some a names there. No, uh, <laughs> I will not have. We will not have a link to Todd White, though. He's. I think it's his dreads. message. May not tell you. Yeah. You don't like dreads? You got no, no, no. I don't. I think that's some? why. I think that's why people are drawn to him because he looks cool. That's but why people got, are drawn to me. He, <laughs> 
Okay. Well, um, no. So you with your so? overly tight shirts. Yeah. Yeah, they love that. <laughs> the short trucks. Hey, seam verdict. It does well for him. Yeah. yeah okay. That's who I got the idea from. All right. So, are you all y'all got your minds cleared of this topic? We go. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about vertical, a little bit. No, we're not. Um, that's for another time and place. I ain't got. I ain't got the time. We're already at forty minutes, nearly. Um, so turn to someone to your right and say, "We gotta go. We gotta go." <laughs> that was. I turned to my left. <laughs> you could. You never make it in a charismatic church. No, Heather, you'd be so. confused. Don't go to elevation. <laughs> you throw everything off. Uh, um, guys, listen. I uh, I know we could probably sit here for another hour or two and talk about um, the damage this causes to the local church, um, to churches, to pastors. Um, like we didn't yourselves. even touch on outside of the church. Also. No, we didn't. Like you think about um, you think about the unbelieving world that looks at this and they yeah. think that's Christianity. Want nothing to do with that. Well, and that's that's what I was getting ready to say. Like you know, when they look at that, they project that onto you guys as mm-hmm. local pastors. And yeah. man, that's so so. Mm-hmm just harmful and just it's so we you know we could sit here all day and talk about it um to our listeners we didn't even probably we just scratched the surface of this topic um if you have specific questions uh, submit them on the app um through the email um and ask specifically for them to be um addressed on the podcast if that's what you prefer um i know we have several listeners who aren't necessarily a part of our church um and who attend different a different place and um you know thankfully our pastors um aren't not uh don't shy away from uh, difficult topics so if you have a question you want to ask a local pastor or a pastor who um who preaches the gospel our pastors are the uh, the right pastors to ask the questions too so um for our listeners hey you know who's got some good questions who cory craft dude is amazing there's a guy named cory craft no, that submitted he's on the lots list. of questions so man he's he's just he thinks up some of the best uh, let's write it back here. so for any of our listeners great if question, you want to learn more about false teaching uh we didn't even touch some of the uh passages in the new testament of second corinthians chapter 11 matthew chapter 7 second peter uh, chapter 2 so if you wanted to read up a little bit more um on that there's some um scripture um references for you so um, guys, thanks for both of you being here, for not um, canceling on me, for having COVID. Um, thank, thank you to myself. Pat on the back for being <laughs> here today. <laughs> um, to our listeners, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Only we won't see you. See you, Dubai.